Welcome to Coffee Confessions with Cody and Felicia. (laughs) Welcome back, guys. This week, we're going to do our third in the now session, I guess, podcast. I I feel like this is what we mentioned, like, what, a couple weeks ago? I think I think we mentioned it a couple weeks ago that we wanted to do like some episodes that were just like us talking about life. life. <laughs> um, and I kind of realized it was like that's kind of what our in the now episodes are like. Yeah, we're just chit chatting, and so we thought it was kind of time to have one of those. I know we talked about like school and stuff, but it was literally all about school. So right. Yeah. We figured we would tie in some more. What is it? life what is real life I don't know uh, I don't <laughs> like, know life like I don't want to say like adventures because we ain't gone nowhere <laughs> right um oh yeah like experiences I guess maybe. yeah like like more stories like yeah <laughs> well long story short we have made a decision on what our children will be doing for the school year of 2020 and honestly like I'm kind of glad we're talking about this because I had a brain fart when we decided what they were doing and I just realized it last week when I texted Felicia and was like, uh, excuse me, uh, a semester is how long? <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, yes, our daughters will be doing home virtual schooling, uh, for the first semester of first grade. I think it's so something that I know if you heard our co-op, podcast then we were really adamant about our kids going into school but here's the thing we are our spouses are military and so our kids abide by like the military rules and currently their school is basically under the rule that they cannot open brick and mortar because of health concerns so one thing that played big into our decision of that was um we didn't want our child to go e-learning and like what is it the um, remote learning and the virtual school are two different things one is like an actual virtual academy and then the other one is like thrown together by teachers so yeah and no shade there teachers we're just saying like we're just yeah we're just guarding our our ourselves not even our kids because our kids did fine but Felicia and I struggled okay yeah it was definitely something that I I need more structure like I can't have a lesson come at me the next day (laughs) right yeah so um they came back basically saying that they plan to go brick and mortar but right now because of health concerns they can't so if they're not able to it would be remote and then building if they were able but back remote if it you know went back to the health concerns or whatever so we decided virtual academy (laughs) co-op yeah and see my thing was like I really want so well I guess I should clarify that my my second daughter Charlie she is going to school but she's going to pre-k and it's like literally a couple hours a day and my kid needs that practice like if I send her full send into kindergarten next year like homegirl isn't gonna make it and I might like yeah, I might probably go off the deep end. So she is going to learn like how we be and she's a good kid, but she is, you know who I, okay, tell me if I'm wrong, but I had the epiphany today of who she is like as a person. So tell me if I'm right, Felicia, but does Charlie not give off like Stephanie Tanner vibes <laughs> from the full house? I yeah she does the sass and yeah. like if you're rude to her she's like how rude yeah so 
she definitely needs some practice on, you know, just how we behave at school, when we talk, when we don't talk, cleaning up and whatnot. So she's Every, going. Everything people need when they go into pre-K. <laughs> yeah, she needs it. She needs it bad. So, um, but Kyler is staying home. I kind of let her, I asked her what she'd be comfortable with doing. And she honestly just really wanted to stay home. So I went ahead and let her stay home um Felicia can tell you I was back and forth I was like I don't know I really want to send her you know we both kind of were we're like I want to send them but then again I don't and there's just too many questions up in there of how things are going to roll out I guess like I want to be able to see other people's experiences like I would hate that if I sent her and then it was hell. You know what I mean? So as bad as I want her in school, like I don't want to send her into a bad experience. So um, Charlie, she's little enough to, you know, I think pre-K is still going to be fun. I think it's still going to be, um, she, she doesn't, she's not going to know any different. Natalie and Kyler have two years of regular school experience already in it. Yeah. And then to send them into first grade and being like, don't talk to your friend or not talk, but don't touch your friends. Don't be close to your friends. No recess, no lunchtime. Like, I just feel like it, it would break their hearts. So I'm happy that we are doing that. But I will say that I don't know why I thought that a semester was a quarter. So I'm like, oh, it's only nine weeks. It's, it'll be fine. If I don't, I only have to do this for nine weeks. And then I was sitting, literally sitting on my couch. And I'm like, okay, a semester. Like, it's like literally one of those things that just pops in your head randomly and you don't know why you're thinking about it. But I was like, my brain was just like, Hey Cody, you know, semester is like until December. Right. And then I was like, Felicia, how long is the semester? <laughs> I was like, so wait, my kid isn't going back to school until January. She was like, Nope. I was like, mother of God. <laughs> I mean, we're winging it. <laughs> Needless to say, I set up like a, a, like a cute little setup in our office because I just, I'm going to need that motivation. Like when I step into that, into the um, room, I, I need to feel like school because my kid does not take me seriously. So and when I go in there, I'm going to be thing, Mrs. Simon. Yep. That's one thing. Like I told Natalie, Natalie wanted to be in the building so bad, but like yeah. as the parent, you want to like shield them, you know, and I know my kid is a social butterfly. She loves her friends <laughs> and I didn't want her to go and it's a whole new normal, which she's still learning. And I didn't want her to be in trouble for doing her normal. You know? Right. So yeah. That was something that really played in along with everything else that's going on in our life. But um, <laughs> it was crazy town. But we are kind of backing up our virtual learning because from my understanding, it's only going to be like two and a half hours, three hours a day. Um, so we're backing up some of ours with like extracurricular books and, you know, well, yeah, and, like, games and stuff because, you know, depending on, like, when – I'm hoping that it's, like, we don't have to be on at set times, you know what I mean? I hope it's kind of, like, you know, get on whenever you can, like, when you can make it work because, obviously, I don't know how I'm going to do that with the boys um, and then which, like, shuffling back with Charlie and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I definitely am supplementing with, like, games and y'all Target – um, if you have an Aldi in your town, um, Aldi, <laughs> Walmart even has had some great stuff. I literally have gotten everything from my like quote unquote classroom from Aldi, Target, Dollar Spot, and um, Walmart. Surprisingly, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with it. So if you are like you know doing the same thing we are, and you need 
let me tell you what target has the best like classroom organization stuff right now like go and get them like they're so good like book organizers table caddies stuff like that i'm all about organ i I think aldi has the best um like kid books games wise because like i found a book there a couple months ago and that's the book that we've kind of worked through over the summer because we took a break and then I started her back on that book and it was just a little book. Um, and it's really great. Like it has coloring and different things. And so I went back to Aldi the other day and I found like math games, spelling games. Yeah. Like, I got a books. Too. Yeah. And I thought I was like for Aldi for one and it was like six bucks. And so yeah. Aldi had some really great stuff. Walmart has like the ABC mouse and. Oh yeah. I saw those. I was yeah. really surprised. Those are, are, I grabbed a couple of those for Charlie because I thought they were a little too like not I guess young maybe for Kyler but yeah. for sure for like pre-k or probably even kindergarten definitely check those out because they have like phonics math um like educational game ones they're really good so my best advice to you guys is if you're going to be doing virtual if you're out and about and you see something grab it because I can tell you one thing I've I've been doing I've been grabbing that all summer long because I know that come August, mm-hmm. people are going to clean the shelves of it. Like it's going to be gone and it's going to be so hard to find. And then you're going to have to look on Amazon. And I love Amazon, but sometimes it's just like, I, I'm the type of person, like, if I know if it's at the road, I want to go grab it. You know what I mean? I, don't I am the type of person who's like, I need it in my hand. I want to see yeah, it. I want to get it, it and yeah, hold yeah. it and feel it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like a hands on person. So one of the other ideas I thought is like, um, reasons I grabbed games and cards and different things is because I'm used to my child being gone from like seven to four. So right. um, when she's not, I can give her those books and those games and stuff for her and get to something learn. Done still. Yeah. And she can still, you know, be out from under my feet because yeah. my child is going on. She's been like, my kid has not really left my house since like March. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, we don't have family or anything around here, so there's really no reason to go. And then Mark's been home, so like one parent really goes to the store. So, I know it's getting to her, and so extra things, um, here and there, like she said, you know, before they swipe it clean. But that's what we're doing for school. It's a follow up. We thought it was very important. <laughs> yeah, like if you guys wanted to know what we chose after we ranted about it for forty five minutes. And just to clarify, that episode totally was meant to be like, like a pro con type thing, and then it turned into a rant, and we tried to wrap it back up to a pro con, and then like six of y'all commented and told us that, oh, we loved your rant, and I was like, oh crap. I know, but listen, that's what happens when you get these two together about something we're passionate on. So don't even. Uh, if you live in the beautiful state of North Carolina, uh, I hope you're hurricane preparing because as you guys listen to this tomorrow, we'll be plummeting plummeted or whatever the word is with rain and wind and like I feel I one of our hey were you home for that crazy wild thunderstorm we had the other day it went Uh, from like wind yeah I think so super hot and then it went windy and then it got rainy and then it started hailing um I'm pretty sure I can't remember honestly like the days are all run together I know it's home most likely because didn't somebody's trampoline like go flying or something like yeah, that? Yeah, somebody's yeah. trampoline, trees yeah. were breaking. It was the weirdest thing because it was supposed to be like the hottest day. And then and then I heard about the hurricane. I was like, ah, oh, it makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've lived in North Carolina since I was in middle school. And 
um, like I'm like 31 years old now. And today one of my friends was texting me. He was like, Hey, like, well, she's both of our friends. Um, Hey, should I be worried? Like, what should I basically be worried about this hurricane coming? And I was like, honestly, like I haven't even like really read much into it or researched it. Like every year since I moved back in 2016, there's been a hurricane and, Matthew was like the first one that was actually bad and like I ever experienced flooding and a power outage and all of that. So I'm hoping that like out and then we moved out here where we're at and then I think it was Florence was the next one because you were here, right? So mm-hmm. it was Florence, right? So that one wasn't really bad at all. And I think the the power lines in our neighborhood are underground. So I'm hoping that we don't lose power. But yeah, I literally was like, well, I guess I've hit a new level of like being a North Carolina resident because I just like I'm like, oh, okay, a hurricane's coming. Well, it's <laughs> like also I, like 2020 with everything else. Oh that yeah, thinking, totally desensitized. Like, you yeah, just I'm didn't like, even think about like if people were like, it's hurricane season, and I was oh, like, yeah, wait, okay. what? What month are we? In? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. What time of the year is it? But, so but I, was I like, saw yeah. this meme, and they were like people calm down like a hurricane hurricane is the most normal thing that's (laughs) happening this year yes i and maybe that's why i because i saw that too and i like felt a little comfort in it i was like you know what you're right like right maybe things are gonna start leveling out here right like our game of jumanji is finally done we are going you know to the end he shaved his beard there are so many crazy things happening this year you guys like i i feel like we just need to give like uh everybody like a Xanax I don't know like I'll take one because at this point Look, I'm who pissed off Jesus all right last time he Lord. flooded the earth <laughs> who made him so mad turn yourself in so we <laughs> quit being like Jonah yeah. turn yourself in yeah so we... <laughs> oh my god it's like normal. it's like one of the, it's like that TikTok video where it's like one of you will betray me and it's like <laughs> is it me Jesus no and then is it me is it me Jesus <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. Like, Jesus, look, I didn't do anything, you know, protect me and mine. Come on. You know, or it's like, um, you're praying. You're like, uh, dear Lord, um, if I did anything to upset <laughs> you, like, I just want to say I'm sorry. Like, just so we're clarified, I don't think I did, but 2020's <laughs> been really hell. So I'm just going to say sorry. Just I, case, you know, <laughs> I literally, like, I. <laughs> Oh my God. I just, I'm over 2020. Like everything about it has just been, I just, uh, yeah, I have no words for it. It has just been hell. So I'm like, come on. What is this one? Isaiah, Isaiah's or something like that. I don't know what the hell this hurricane's name is. I went and got some water and I was like, all right, I'll charge the iPads tomorrow and we're going (laughs) to hope for the best. Like hurricanes don't scare me. You know, what does scare me is the tornadoes that's what scares me i'm kind of i'm so i'm not used to tornadoes but i'm like used to it so like here's hurricanes texas like tornadoes all the time and i can remember like as a kid hiding in our bathtub so many times um but like i don't know i think like they scare me but they don't like i just don't want to be without like power and like food and like ways to make it around you know like my yeah. kid needs his milk okay yeah. <laughs> he needs his milk and yeah. i don't want to hear like you don't want to be inconvenienced because of the hurricane You're yes like, you like, just, like i need go. air yeah <laughs> i don't do good in the heat i know i'm from texas but my kids cry all night with the thought. oh <laughs> like, no i know i'm just like hoping for the best but i'm like really honestly at this point 
like if this hurricane comes and plummets us like i would not be surprised like cool right. all right luckily great. we kind of work fa- kind of far enough inland that i don't think we get no no the, the worst thing that will happen is like if the river floods then it could you know take out some roads like we could be stranded i mean but I I, mean, it's 2020 we we're stranded Walmart. anyway so remember when the last flood hit and they like took out that whole church and the hotel the hotel washed yeah. away yeah yeah, the whole was... bridge was blocked, remember? I remember yeah. Mark didn't go to work because the bridge Same. was blocked. Same, and then when and they then... finally had to, Dee had to drive, like, an hour to work and an yeah, hour back because they had to go around, yeah. Yep, so if yeah, you're at Bragg, do you... let us know if you remember that, too. But another <laughs> Were you <news>. stranded? <laughs> In what? I was like, were you stranded? Luckily, we got, like, grocery stores right next to us. So yeah, right. yeah, we didn't have to <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. But if you're from North Carolina or anywhere where hurricanes get bad, you know, like, a grocery store does you no good during <laughs> hurricane season because everybody goes and takes everything. Well, okay, I can live without bread, experience. so I'll this be all right. Is, like, the perfect thing. Remember when coronavirus <laughs> started and you couldn't find anything on the shelves? Well, that's what the South is like anytime. Okay, but here's my question. Comes. Why does everybody take the bread? Well, and the beans. Because you got to buy stuff that, like, you can, when, like, if you have no power, you can just eat it out the can. Okay, but no, like, dry beans. Okay, when Corona. Oh, yeah. Okay, if you first, have no power, what are you going to do with dry beans? Like, yeah, literally. So, this yeah. is Corona time. But I remember going to the store, and I couldn't find, like, dry beans. And I'm Nothing. like. I don't know why I can't find so many of these, like, not uncommon. But I'm like, you know how many stacks of beans? Like, I have never, ever found the bean aisle empty and when corona time hit i couldn't find one single bean (laughs) i think what happened was you know people started well the cdc said like make sure you have at least what they what were they telling us like two weeks of food but people but to prepare for people so then i think people started like buying all the canned stuff and then when everybody you know there was nothing left they're like well i know how to make beans from scratch obviously if i so i'll just buy so yeah well here's just just like my tidbit if you bought beans during corona and you don't know how to cook them fuck you (laughs) because i know how to cook them and i didn't get any so (laughs) Oh. So I hope you just, you know, keep a whole bag of your dry beans for the next 60 years. So that's my My grandma, like my great grandma, she lived during the Depression and she was a, like she hoarded food like straight up because she lived through the Depression. So she never wanted to like be without food again. And when I go to her house, she would legit have canned food in there from like i'm not kidding you probably the 60s or the 70s and this was like in the 90s and then she would like bring us food because my mom was like a single mom with four kids so she would bring us food out of her stockpile and like just the craziest stuff but then the other day like i was putting my groceries away and i had i just realized i was like i'm a food hoarder because i have so much stuff in my pantry and my like my stuff stays stocked and like i have a really hard time getting rid of it like if i i'm like oh i haven't i haven't eaten this and i don't have any plans to eat it but i'm not gonna throw it out because it's still good food and we might eat it one day I, it's so hard. I can't throw away food. Like, that's why. I, so we trade food all like I'm like, I can eat this. Yeah. You want this? If not, yeah, I'm just going to keep it in my pantry. Because <laughs> I'm like, I can't. We grew up so poor that, like, you just didn't it waste food. It feels wrong. It yeah, feels like, wrong. you did not waste food. And I tell my kids the same thing. Like, we don't waste food. You're going to eat everything on your plate. <laughs> like, that yeah. was one of my, my, like, 
least favorite sentences my mom would always say like eat everything on your plate and that's what I tell my kids now because I'm like we're not wasting food like if we have leftovers in the fridge somebody's gonna eat these leftovers yeah (laughs) we ain't got I don't what you think we is and so when I told Mark when corona hit and everything he wasn't home and I was like genuinely worried because they were like you need masks and all of this and I was like I don't have no masks and I don't want to take my kids out so like I would do like an Instacart or Walmart grocery and get like two items on my list I was like Mark we're gonna starve (laughs) it's a good thing I don't have a lot of mouths to feed like they're small mouths I'm just hoping like it doesn't hit again like that like they're talking about a second wave and I don't know I'm like kind of like cautious about this like second stimulus check like I want it like go ahead and give it to me if you're gonna (laughs) give it but like why are you giving us money again if this isn't gonna like repeat you know what I mean and I was talking with the nurse when I was getting my infusion last week and she made a really good point guys she said you know this well we were talking about how it's not going to go away and like I think everybody in America now realizes like this is not going away (laughs) it's here to stay but um, she said, you know what's coming up and like what's starting in like a week. And I was like, what's that? And she said, flu season. And I was like, okay, yeah. But I mean, like, what does that have to do with anything? And she's like, they're going to start like, she's like, they're not going to call it the flu. They're going to say that it's a separate strain of coronavirus to, you know what I mean? To keep everybody scared and, and not saying that the coronavirus isn't scary, but you know, I don't I, I've just been reading a lot of conspiracy theories so I don't know I'm just like I could see it happening where like there's the flu or could you imagine like the flu getting the flu and then getting the coronavirus like so I just feel like it's coming like a second wave of like lockdown not lockdown but like shutdowns and um crazy like people like clearing the shelves again and stuff is coming so yeah I feel like I mean I think we should be cautious like I still go out we wear our mask and different things but I feel like I don't know I don't know that's a whole that's a whole (laughs) other podcast (laughs) I mean it's right now we're in the now so say it it is but I'm just like I mean I don't think it's like it's not going away and so I think we have to learn a way to live with it and quit shutting everything down because like yeah. I mean how long do you really think people are going to stay cooped up in their house like my kids are going to go crazy for one and they finally guys it is month five um March like it started in February and March was our like first official shutdown because it was yeah. like the second week of March so March April May June July August it is now August we are month five of quarantine and they finally opened our parks for my yeah. children to go play not even parks playgrounds. playgrounds the playground that was right next to my house like I couldn't use because there were signs and tape and everything like for one during the whole time they were saying that corona was killed in like 80 degree weather for like a few hours and it's like 99 98 in freaking <laughs> north carolina so all the and that's on not that that's just the temperature outside that's not like the temperature of the the playground because you know like asphalt asphalt is like can be it can be 98 degrees outside and the asphalt be like 115 yeah. degrees so, so that's why i was like so confused like you can't keep shutting every like i get it and i get the precautions and i i am for precautions but like it has to like start making progress like we can't go back like we you know it's not yeah. going away. Same thing with the flu. Like, they obviously, we were, you know, 
normal in 2019. So they made progress with the flu. And I feel like that's the same way, you know, we just have to keep moving forward. And I'm not saying like, because I am my own paranoid little freak. So like, <laughs> like I have all of my, you know, whatever, but I'm just like, I need steps forward. I need some type of normalization. Like, I don't know, what are my kids going to grow up in a freaking colony in this point at 25? Do you know what I just thought about when we just started talking about the flu? Uh, when we took our kids to get the flu shots last year. Oh my god! <laughs> Which one of our was it? Was one of my kids, Kyler, that screamed at the top of her lungs? Or no, I, I think it was it was Charlie. no. Charlie ran away. Charlie ran to the door. No, because I was holding Kyler. But she screamed. I'm pretty sure I she like I don't been. remember. One of them screamed, and one of them tried to run out the door. Charlie Guys, tried to run out. The it door. was me and Cody versus our seven kids in a line in a gym, and it was hell. Like they were like, "Oh, come to the next station." I was like, "Well, we are all a party of one." So yeah, so. they were like sticking our kids in the flu shot, and we're like pinning each uh. other down. It was it was a rough situation. Oh, so look, so get your friend that will take you take you and your kids to get flu shots. Okay. Like friends who get the flu together die together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. gosh, That was harsh. That was harsh. And I can only imagine, like, hey, at least they're saying, like, what is it? Hydroxy, whatever is like helping something. Yeah, but apparently we're not supposed to know about it because they they're like, well, we're conspiracy theorists, so don't you know? We know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Um. So we told you guys like that we were gonna cook a few recipes out of, like out of the Magnolia cookbooks that we recently got, um, and we've done a couple. We just like honestly, y'all, we suck at posting on our Instagram. We wish we were better, but we both run um, our own businesses at home, and then obviously we have tons of children and then we still have marriages to keep together um and so sometimes we forget to post on there um, it's also been really hard for us because nothing is going on and we always yeah, wanted to we be don't want to like keep talking to you guys about the same things over and over yeah like, yeah so anyway we started we did a couple recipes out of there we both like did what was it? it's like a corn casserole corn chowder yeah something like yeah, that yeah that casserole my husband hated it my kids hated it i really so- kids hated it well, okay, so I didn't, so Felicia, like, cooked it before I did, um, but we had both, like, put it on our grocery list because, hello, best friends, like, we just are telepathic with we each other. We didn't think about that either because I made it and then I texted her, like, this is what I rate it, which we'll save for Friday. But I was yeah. like, this is what I rate it. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm making that tomorrow and with pork chops. And I had pork chops. <laughs> you had pork chops with your soup? Oh, wow. So, yeah, um, I, um. I thought the flavors were good. I like, like you said, like the texture wasn't, well, you cooked yours a little longer to make it more like bread. Well, Mine. so at first I started when you follow, okay, like I don't say this in a rude way, but she's very white girl. And that was like the one thing that I had a hard time with her first book is because like I grew, my mom's Hispanic. And so I grew up like mixed culture food, I guess I would say like, you know, white, yeah. but like Mexican white. <laughs> so yeah. Um, like she uses mayo and everything, and I'm like, why we got mayo? Like, what did we do? Was with there mayo, mayo in it? I didn't put... Not in that one, but uh, I mean, that's what. I'm yeah, and a lot of hers, and she's like Hellman's. I'm like, no, it's Dukes. If you're gonna use it, it like, was just so ugh. much mayo. But on her recipe, though, that's the hard time we had with her first book, and I liked them. But the one thing that me and Cody both liked about her second book was it was more for like the ordinary housewife, whereas. Yeah. Her first book required like ingredients I would never keep in my pantry. Yeah, like, yeah white pepper. For sure. <laughs> like yeah. I don't. I need yeah. white black pepper. <laughs> yeah. Pepper. 
yeah no yeah i like i like that it has like a lot of things that you can make from scratch like um pretzels pretzels and pie dough and biscuits and it's a Mm -hmm. it's a lot like if you're a beginner cook it would be a great cookbook if you're a beginner like maybe like newly married or you just wanting to learn to cook and you want to learn to like a few like good like hearty southern recipes or like Tex-Mex recipes the second one is definitely a good one yeah the first one I think you need to have a little bit of like cooking expertise to go with it because like you said they're a little bit more fancier there's like a lot of like hi hello I I can do it (laughs) yeah yeah it's a Felicia cookbook like if you're a Cody cook like it's definitely book too but (laughs) um, I just have a really simple palate like I just like southern like comfort food like comfort food is my jam so if you're like that second book for sure but the the corn recipe that we did felicia like altered it a little bit she cooked a little bit longer to make it more like a bread consistency and then i just i was like well i want to try it like how she puts it in the recipe uh well that's how i book. tried it at first and so i have like a texture thing and so yeah the I, texture was kind of weird I wasn't yeah like, when you go to cervic i don't do creamed corn i don't eat creamed corn and so it calls for cream corn and so when i was thinking like casserole um and from the looks of it in her book too it looks like a cornbread yeah um, it's set up a lot more like fluffier yeah it's, it, it's it's very hard to describe i mean we have pictures so when I served it first, I pulled it out. I let it sit or whatever. And it says serve hot. So I like scooped it and I went to like put it on Mark's plate. And I was like, why is this like so <laughs> liquidy? Like, yeah. So like <laughs> if you like undercooked a cornbread. It was like mashed potatoes, right? Like you could yeah. scoop it up and just yeah. like plop it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Like, so I was making sure like because mine was like exactly like that. It was just like. Like there was no thick, formality yeah, to it, it was thick, just like, but it was plop. no shape and I was like yeah. I cooked it I followed the recipe like why is it so so I ended up throwing mine back in um I didn't have my oven on like I had my oven off and I threw mine like we ate it her first way and I was like it's all right it was kind of like it was just a weird texture it was but good the flavor was flavor. good yeah. yeah but it was like goopy so like when you yeah. eat it I was like I the corner eat. pieces though like that's what I would eat like if I had to eat it that texture then I want a corner piece because it like crisp it like crisped up really well on the corners and kind of became like a brownie texture on the corner so if the whole thing could have been like a corner piece like I would have been down for it yeah but, so uh, I threw mine back in the oven and made it like firmer so it came out more like a cornbread casserole and that one was like perfect like my kids were picking up the pieces and just walking away with it and eating it so I think I'll make it again and then like cook it longer like you said because (laughs) it was just a little too mushy and then I kept the leftovers knowing that nobody was going to eat it again but I just like you like we just talked about like I felt bad throwing it away so I just finally threw it away Um, this past week we ate it for days days yeah it made a lot it, was, it did it made a, a lot and yeah i just couldn't do the texture. and it wasn't spicy fyi no green chilies there was no spice i was kind of hoping for some more heat like personally i would have wanted more heat maybe you could do um, jalapenos in it next time instead yeah of green i think chilies. i'll bake like half on top because my kids loved it once it i overbaked so it they loved it and my kids don't like cornbread so that's yeah something. I love green chili. Like, if there's anything with green chili, I'm here for it. Today I was in Sprouts because we went and did, like, a park picnic. And if you didn't know this, but Sprouts sells, like, obviously they sell sandwiches, deli sandwiches. But they also have, like, these little 
kids meals that you can get and it's like a sandwich a pack of chips an applesauce a drink and a cookie for five dollars so yeah if you're ever going like on a park play date park picnic and you need like something quick and easy and you have a sprouts near you straight up go pick up one of those things because that's my new go-to but i was in there and they had like oh i i'm wish I would have got some but like hatch green chili peanuts and then really and then a couple other weird things like it was like hatch green chili chocolate covered almonds and I was like uh I don't think I'm down for that but I'm Mark's for-, for anything so Mark was born in Texas right but he basically grew up a lot of his life in New Mexico so he is down for anything green chili so oh, anytime God, we can get green chili. green chili we're like grabbing green chili and oh, I gosh. like green chili but I like like spicy so i need green chili and spicy <laughs> yeah 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 i love the flavor but like if i want chili i want chili yeah so. oh i love the like the smell of green chilies roasting oh my gosh it reminds me of arizona so much i love it yeah so i i can't think of anything else that's going on i restarted watching gray's anatomy because at this point like why not crazy and i did want to say so we are planning a um i just thought about it because i got a notification on my phone but um we recently did a um sex trafficking week um and it's something that cody and i have become very passionate about i actually um took a course or i'm taking a course um which i can link it if anybody needs it but it helps you to realize the signs and um, what is that? What is the other word I'm looking for? Basically the signs and stuff of human trafficking. So if you see something and you might think like, Hey, that's odd. You can kind of pinpoint it more like, you know, that's well, like a sign of yeah, trafficking. I, so I need that class because I don't know how you think that happened to me after you finish this. Remind me to swing back around and tell you something that oh, happened God. on Thursday at the gas station. But finish what you're saying. But just remind me to tell you because. Oh, you yeah. know my memory. But I'm basically... I mean, we're going to do an episode on it because, like I said, it's something we become really passionate about. And it's something that you don't realize is happening. Literally, it could be your next door neighbor who is sex trafficking. You could yes. you could. I seen a post and she said um, a, a survivor shared her story and she was like, um, because July 30th um, was human. What is it? It's World Day Against Human Trafficking. So she shared her story and with her story, she shared a picture of a girl um, in a dark room and behind the girl, um, you could see like an adult shadow, right? It was a large shadow um, standing in the doorway. And she was like, this is, this is sex trafficking, right? It's ugly. It's scary. It's abusive. It's, you know, in a dark, deep room, but it's not always that. Like when you think sex trafficking, you think scary, but you don't think like the non-scary part of it and she was like there was many of the times that we would go to an amusement park or a pool and I would they would sit me down and then a man would come looking and be like oh you know I found you like here's your ice cream basically pretending it was her father or her uncle or whatever um and she was like right there in front of all of these people I was just dropped off like for a pick and so she was like it's happening more and more than you know and more and more in public places um especially with all of the mask and everything so um it's it's scary it's sad but 
we are going to do a topic on it and actually we're going to raise awareness for it um once a week every week from here on out constantly like and if it makes you feel uncomfortable then like i think that's something that you need to check in your own heart because as mothers it's not something that we're going to be silent about and it's not something that we're Mm going to give up on so yeah i like we have seven kids like i there's and i I, we want to go more in depth in it on this episode this coming episode but i don't know if it's one percent of victims are found like one percent we have seven kids that means one or less than one of our children yeah maybe half (laughs) maybe if they were taken can you like i don't know that just hits me hard like one of our kids out of seven so who would you pick to be safe like how right. could you how, could how can you? you even it's just it's it's crazy but we put a fundraiser up and I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who donated I know we didn't have many but we did have some and I think we raised a hundred and fifty dollars so wow. far nice. um so we were shooting for 200 they say if you don't follow operation underground railroad it's a fantastic organization yeah. um he even like posts all the time about, you know, ways to um, see it, um, things they've done. They've rescued their 4,000th um, survivor a couple days ago. So I got the chills. Just oh, like I, yeah. I actually like over the weekend, I watched one of their videos. It literally made me sick to my stomach to watch how normal these people traffic little girls. And, you know, they were it, it's. I encourage you to go to their their Instagram and find this video. It's literally an undercover sting, and it shows mm. real life Ooh, video of them like trafficking these girls. And it, it and like she said, she said, you know, it's it's it happens more in broad daylight than you think. The video yeah. I was talking about, they were sitting like at a bodega, like sitting yeah. at a table, looking at pictures these, on a phone of girls. Yeah, sitting about talking about these girls like they were like. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even like know. if it was like, a diamond necklace, and you're like, oh yeah, I want that one. And if and if you exactly. don't want it, then I'm gonna take it. Like no, <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's not how literally this is. the conversation they were having, and it yeah. was, it was insane. And Operation Underground Railroad also shared a video on their Facebook. Like, go, please go watch them. But they did it on the 30th, and they did like a whole hour long segment, and they had this girl like say this like rhyme music thing. I don't really know what it what it would be called, but she kind of like went through a story about like asking a um survivor or like a child what her favorite color was and it brought me to tears because she was like oh I don't know what my favorite like if I I associate blue with where my mom left me at the like the stop by the ocean and I associate red with like where we stop and I get picked up and I associate yellow with like the hate I have for the sun coming up every day because it means another day that I'll be like abused 45 times and I was just like in tears because I was it was it was so powerful but right well um, so um now I'm not saying that this is like what was happening but like as I was going to tell you I was at the gas station on Thursday and just to tie into like, you don't realize how easily something could happen to you or your kids. So I'm at the farthest lane pumping gas. So Felicia, like imagine I'm at the, the, the gas station right outside the house and I'm at the line, I'm on the, the pump closest to the car wash. Mm-hmm. I'm standing at the, like at the first one. And then, you know, there's like a space in between before the next pump. There's a man standing in between the two pumps 
just kind of like standing there minding his business like we make eye contact but i didn't really pay much mind to him i i, I was taught right like i was taught growing up not to stare at anybody that I was really rude so i just don't stare at people you know so i notice he's there but i mind my business and i get my gas going and i get back in my car and i honestly thought that the dude was just standing there waiting for a ride because it's convenient to where he could see the traffic coming into the gas station and he could just hop in the car and then the dude could, you know, just go, go out easily. So I'm pumping my gas. I'm on my phone my whole time. And I think that was like, if this is really what I think, like would be my saving grace. Like looking back, I'm on my phone the whole time. I get done pumping my gas and on the pump next to me, there's a gray car, nobody in the car, but the gas is pumping. Right. I get in my car and as soon as I close my door, that man that was standing in between the two gas pumps that I'm at walks over, takes the gas pump out of his car, out of that car, and gets in that car and, like, gets behind me. And I got to thinking to myself, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, for one, whoever, like, pumps gas that far away from their car. Like, imagine you're pumping gas and then you go stand, like, I don't know, yeah. 20, another pump feet at a whole other pump. Yeah. yeah. Like, I. I, at the time I, my first thought was like, did he just steal that car? But then, you know, my second thought was like, wow, he really got in that car really fast to like, you know what I mean? Like he saw I was done. He got in the car and like made sure he left the same time I left. I'm not saying that, you know, that were, were, were his intentions. I'm just saying that how easily it could have happened if those mm-hmm. were his intentions. You know, what if I wasn't on my phone the whole time? What if he thought, you know, he could, it was broad daylight, but the gas station would have been dead. What would have happened? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it can happen. It can happen yeah. more, more. It's easier than you think. I would right. say, yeah. 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 Because, you know, and like I said, we want to share a lot more on this topic, so I don't want to talk on it much, but um, a survivor who was found after, I think she said like seven years, she said it was crazy because they went out in public all the time, all the time, she said. And the only reason it took them so long to find her was because they covered her face. And that like freaked me out so bad because I was like, it's a pandemic. Everybody's covering their face. Like, right. you know how easy it is for them to smuggle somebody, to take somebody to right. like, so, so easy. So we are going to be bringing awareness to it. I wanted to say thank you for all the donations. I know it's sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about it like that. Like, why are they talking about that? But I think the more awareness, the better. Um, I think we really, we really, like, even if Cody and I can bump it up to, like, 0.1%, um, it has to grow from 1% of victims being rescued. It needs to be, like, no victims ever. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine it being... Like you said, I don't want to go into too much, but like your child, like what would you do to save your child is what we all need to think about it. Because at the end of the day, each one of those people are somebody's child. And yeah. I mean, the sad, th- the sad thing about it is some of their parents sell them off, mm-hmm. but like, that's where we have to step up and be the generation that says like, no more, like we'll save you. We'll get loud. Yeah. We'll be the ones that help. So yeah that's what we wanted to talk about and I think that's kind of how we will leave our in the now yeah because <laughs> my husband needs to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> my husband needs to go to bed but um that's kind of what's happening with us it's kind of what you can expect to come um you know if you have any tips or tricks on school or recipes or 
um hurricane COVID. <laughs> hurricane we're gonna be hiding together it's what we always do yeah um it's coming to the realization that you know and we talk about it all the time like I don't know I dread the day that coffee's ever like coffee will never be split up but like in person we might be um and so I like dread that day because it's happening to some of our friends Amy we talked about her on yeah the, she left this weekend yeah we talked about her on the what was it called um a tribe summer romance yeah so it's been a year and a half almost two years with amy now and she just left this past weekend and it hit me in my feels because i was like I oh my gosh i know he leaves like or if i leave Cody, i'm gonna be so so sad i know so if you have any tips or anything let us know and keep an eye on our so shallow instagram i know sorry guys it'll get better maybe we hope we're gonna so, get the but... hang of it we're gonna get the hang of it it's just like we would think two brains are better than one but ours is like half and half right now <laughs> yeah no like it's like normal brain and then this is your brain on covid so yeah, yeah this is that's like... where we're at well that was our confession for this week Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.